Hey friends, welcome to Fueled to Thrive. This is a podcast all about running, nutrition, and motherhood. Today we have a wonderful guest on the show. She is Stevie Lynn. Stevie is a registered dietitian and sports nutritionist. She runs her own company. We actually had the pleasure of meeting through our business coach and we have similar passions for the endurance athlete world. Stevie has a great story to share with you today about her time, not only as an athlete, but a registered dietitian and some of the challenges and obstacles she sees in her athletes, as well as great ways to overcome them. So thanks for listening in and enjoy the show. Stevie, it's so great to have you today. Stevie is a registered dietitian and sports nutritionist that I have got to meet through our business coach, which is really fun. So Stevie, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Glad yeah. to be here. Good. Um, so Stevie, tell us a little bit more about yourself, like what you do for a living, how you got there, and also you're an athlete as well. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I am, as you as you said, a registered dietitian. I'm board certified in sports nutrition. Um, so I have my own private private practice as well called Stevie Lynn Nutrition. Kept it like real simple. I love it. <laughs> I was like, I can't come up with a creative name. We're just gonna go use my name route. Um, I love I created it. my business. Um, but I've been a dietitian for 10 years now, which is awesome wild to me. Cause I still feel like I'm like 20 something. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I work with endurance athletes, mostly triathletes, but a lot of runners too. Um, and my, I've been in business about a year and a half now. Uh, before that I worked as a clinical dietitian in Washington, DC. Um, I worked for the VA hospital for most of the time, did a nice. lot of different things. Yeah. Um, it was a great learning experience, yeah. uh, you know, in the clinical nutrition aspect, but yes. also like how to counsel, educate, yeah. um, a lot of different types of people dealing with a lot of different types of not just, um, you know, medical or nutrition issues, yeah. but also like coming from all walks of life. Yeah. Um, so it was a great life experience and professional experience. And I 1000% would not change those six years yeah. of clinical, um, but yeah, so I moved back to Buffalo, New York, where I'm located now in 2018, after I kind of was like, mm, don't think this is the right thing for me. Yeah, like, yeah. love, love DC, loved my community, loved my friends. But I was like, you know, it's so expensive to live there. I was yeah. like, you know, being, you know, a single individual, like I was like, I can't, you know, like, and I know even people who are married who couldn't yes. afford for somebody yes. to, oh my gosh, <laughs> for real time income. So long story long, I uh, decided to go to grad school Okay. because I was like, oh, grad school is a great reason to quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you know, like one of those things where I was like, yes. I need to, used to quit my job, right? Yes, um, yes. A mindset thing that I've worked hard on. Um, <laughs> but I got my master's in applied nutrition from Northeastern, okay. um, started doing some like just contract work and okay. eventually wound up to having my own business. Um, so it's a, it's a team here. I'm cool. a dog mom. Yes. Yes. Very, very big into my dog mom life and chance. <laughs> my dog yes. is, um, upper management at my business. Of course, of course. 
he's sleeping behind me, but he's supervising right now. Um, So that's a very big part of my identity. But as you said, I'm also an athlete, Um, uh, slightly retired, but I've done 10 full Ironman. Yeah. Yes. And (laughs) we hit 10 and I was like, I'm good. (laughs) You're like, I'm done. I mean, that's a lot. Holy cow. In seven years, I did 10. That's so much. That's insane. Yeah. So so I started out as a runner who okay. kept getting hurt yep. um, and uh, I bought a bike and kind of retaught myself how to swim and, and uh, here we are, you know, I'm training That's for awesome. a 10K open water swim. So dang, yeah. the one thing that I have liked about triathlon is it's given me a lot of like different options in yes. my athletics, you know, like I get to do a variety of things and, you know, I grew up a lacrosse goalie. So like, okay. Running was okay. Not my jam in high school. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, awesome. <laughs> so it's been like a nice kind of like transition through athletics. Yeah. So I've done the team sports, the, the goalie life, the running, yes. the biking. So it's fun, right? You That's know, awesome. yeah. it's nice to find like new challenges during of like course. different seasons of, of your course. life. Of course. Of yep. course. Yeah. So what made you decide Ironman though? That's like a, an intense jump. Well, it's funny because my first race, cause I, you know, I didn't start running until 2008. So I was a sophomore okay. in undergrad. Okay. And, uh, I had, I played one season of, um, lacrosse at college okay. Okay. and I decided like, I think what I love the most about lacrosse, like I loved competing, but like, yeah. I really loved my high school team. Okay. Like that environment and like college just was different and it was division yeah. three. Yeah. You know, so you work really hard and you're like, wait a minute, I'm not even like getting a scholarship. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so for me, I just like couldn't balance school and like competing at that yeah. level. So yeah. Yeah. So as uh my sophomore year, I started running because I like basically didn't move for a semester. Yeah. Right? Dang. I was like so burnt out from yeah all the sports totally and then I, like woke up one day I was like oh crap I was like you're an athlete like you gotta like we gotta like we gotta start moving right like yes <laughs> not moving was like never in my DNA as like, yes. a child yes. so um, I started running in 2008 I couldn't run more than a quarter mile without walking. oh my gosh yes now look at you uh, and then in 2009 I ran my first road race which is a marathon <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> You're not an extremist at all. (laughs) No, things just escalate very quickly. Um, So Iron Man was basically just, it it happened just like by the people I was surrounded by. Okay, yep. Um, The group I would run with for marathons. And this is also when I felt like marathons weren't very popular for younger people. Yeah. So I ran my first marathon, I was 19. Yeah, yeah. So like- yeah. It's young. I mean, now you see more of it, I feel like, which yeah. is great. But like in the early 2000s, like not so much. Um, so all my training partners were late 30s, early yeah. 40s, yep. like yeah. not of their life. <laughs> and they all just happened to do triathlon. I was like, oh, I want I'll do one of those. Like nice. I had a very um devastating fracture. I, oh. I fractured the neck of my femur. Oh, rough. That's yeah. rough. Yeah. It was a big one. Um, that's rough. Cause I just like, didn't know any better when I was running. Yeah. I was like, Oh, I'll just run more. I'll run fast. Yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah. Run fast all the time. Yeah. And then I was <laughs> like, Oh, it hurts. Yep. So, um, Thanks. so that, was that a stress fracture? 
Oh, that's rough. That's so rough. The doctor was like, he's like, you go to my office. Cause he's like, jump on your right leg. Yeah. And I couldn't do it. And he's like, you literally do nothing. I'm calling. You're getting an MRI. Yeah. you, he's like, you basically could have stepped on that wrong and it would have split. And we yeah. would be, oh my gosh. Back. Yeah. So, so that's where like really the biking and running yep. Yep. after about, I think it was 10 weeks I had to take off from running. Yeah. Dang. Um, yeah. So, but I was still able, that was 2011. I did my okay. first, I did my first, um, triathlon that year. Um, okay. my first triathlon I signed up for was a half Ironman, okay. <laughs> but everybody convinced me to do an Olympic like the month before. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, nice. um, and then a guy <laughs> I was dating at the time was training for Ironman Lake Placid. Nice. He was basically like, I was like, Oh, I'm going to do that next year. And he's like, well, maybe <laughs> you should finish your first half and see if you like it. And I was like, you know, like, yes, of course. Yep. And being like, Oh no, I'm signing up now. <laughs> Prove myself. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we're friends now. I give him, yeah. I give him crap about it, but <laughs> that's so funny. That's so, yeah, funny. so it's like most things, right? Like yeah. whoever you surround yourself with, if you like them and find that community and that connection, mm-hmm. you end up probably doing. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> yep. You get a little crazy. You're like, oh man, it's so contagious. Like in the running world and like any of the, you know try whatever world it's just like you all feed into each other <laughs> oh yeah well my friends from dc <sighs> were at, we have a friend getting married in a few weeks okay. and one of my one of them texted me he's like he's like bring your bike to marissa's wedding <laughs> and i was like i'm flying he's like oh do you have a gravel bike and i was like, I'm <laughs> he's like okay okay pack your trail shoes and i was like okay <laughs> that's hysterical that is awesome yeah, but um, I mean, it's fun. All the adventures. Yeah, it is. Right? It's so fun. <laughs> it's so fun. It's so addicting. Um, so, you know, kind of like tying back to the sports nutrition, what what made motivated you to actually get into sports nutrition, specifically with like endurance athletes? Yeah, yeah. Great, great question. I mean, and I've said this before, but I feel like a lot of athletes are like, oh, I'm going to be a dietitian because I want to work with athletes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was never the moment. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, it just kind of, I, and I happened. hate this way, it just kind of happened. Yeah. But then people outside will remind me, like, I worked very hard and yep. yada, yada, yada. But basically, one of the things I like about this field is that there's a lot of different opportunities yeah. if you work hard and totally. are passionate. And, like, you know, when there's passion behind what you do, like for yeah. you, you know, that's where you're happiest. You're, yeah. you're telling like the work it's hard and it's tiring, but it's totally so like, it's, worth it's so it. rewarding. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So kind of just it got, <laughs> when you race like 10 Ironmans yep. <laughs> and you're a dietitian, people are like, Oh, like you should probably do this. Yep, so yep. long, long and short of it is like, as I got into Ironman more uh-huh. and more seriously and training so much, I, you know, for my own purposes was like, okay, like let me, you know, in dietitian school, there was really for, you know, the program I went to was very clinical based. Yep, yep. So I started to like learn and educate myself a little bit more and use, you know, my background knowledge, Yeah. looking into more of the sports nutrition stuff. How can I implement it for myself? Yeah. And then like, after being in that athlete community that we talked about and seeing yeah. people getting sick, Yep. and injured or yep. like 
training really hard and really awesome. And then just like totally struggling on race day. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. In the, in the fee and mostly female triathletes where you yeah. see them just on the sideline, you know, yep. all the time, yep. you know, pushing through, you know, these injuries and most of them under fueling often yep. unintentionally. It's like, okay, I feel really good when I race Yeah, and I have a lot of fun. And like, how can I help people yeah. figure out how to balance, you know, their nutrition so that they're not totally exhausted yeah. when they finish their workouts and they've got to go do things with their family, their friends, yep. you know, their community commitment. Yep. Like you can make both things work. It's totally, just, totally. Yep. Learning how based on like your lifestyle, like how uh-huh. can you make it work for you? Yeah. So you're a happy and healthy athlete. Like, yeah, like you're going to be tired sometimes. <laughs> yes, like, of course. <laughs> if you train 20 hours a week, you're going to be tired. Yes. Yes. But it's like this fine line where we shouldn't always be feeling like yes. that. Like yes. Every run shouldn't be terrible, you yes. know? So I like, I just look back at pictures from my first Ironman and like, I, I, in, in most of my Ironman, I don't even really think I ever really had a, a, a really rough one. And I'm just so happy. And oh, like, that's awesome. See people out there who are just miserable. And I was yeah. like, you know, sometimes that could be, they didn't train enough. Yeah. Or, yeah. But like, also it's like they're fueling people are like, Oh, yeah. I a whole bottle of fuel on the bike and my run was gone. And it's like, okay, <laughs> yes, this is something within our controls. So. Yes, totally. Totally. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that is like the most common thing I see. It's just people who are so tired and fatigued and then they get to race day and they don't do how they want, even though they put in all the work and training and you're like, <sighs> yeah, it's like you yes. sacrifice this time. Yes. To to get in your workouts. Like, why would you not want to make the most of them? It's like constantly like me always being like, they're like, Oh, but I only have two miles left on my run. Do I really need another gel? Yes. 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 (laughs) Please. (laughs) (laughs) I take the gel. Yes. I love it. Yeah. So, you know, kind of feeding off of that, what is like one of the biggest things that you see specifically with athletes you work with their challenges or obstacles they face? Oh man, where do I even start? (laughs) There's so many obstacles. I would say like in workout fueling is always the big one. Yep. Yep. You're just kind of talking about it. Just feel like everybody tries to skimp as much as possible and like do the bare minimum. So that's something, you know, especially in the heat of like race season right now, trying to work on people like, you know, you are having like crazy cravings and waking yep. up hungry yep. because a you're not eating enough overall, but like you're starving your workout. Yep. So yep. I see a lot of starved workouts and then they, yep. a lot of people get out there on race day and they try to drink the amount of fluid they should be drinking at yeah. all of their workouts. And then they feel sick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they haven't practiced because <laughs> they haven't practiced and your gut's not used to it. Yep. Um, that is a huge one. Yeah. Um, fasted workouts is one I'm always, you know, there's somebody I'm working through it with. Like how do we chance has a lot of feelings against that? <laughs> yes, I um, do too. So <laughs> keep it up, bud. <laughs> he's he's like, I agree. Um, so working on a few like fueling before that yeah. works well for them. Um, and that they'll kind of like adhere to. Um, the big thing with especially pre, during, and post fueling is working together to find something that they'll stick to. Yes. And yes. try and find like you know, I just had somebody who's like, well, what do you want me to eat for breakfast? And I was yeah. like, no, 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 no. She's like, what's best yes. for breakfast on race day? <laughs> and I was like, what's best 
for breakfast is something a you'll be able to tolerate and you'll yes. actually eat all of it. Yes. hundred percent. hundred percent. So I was like, we're going to start there. Yes. Um, yes. So the, I would say that's, that's usually the biggest ones, but also just yeah. overall under, under eating, yeah. under feeling. Yeah, is a big for one. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I relate to all that, all those things. I'm like, yep. Yep. I've been there. <laughs> You know, and I've been there too as an athlete figuring it out, but then you see yeah. the difference it makes and you're like, oh my gosh, trust yep. me, trust me. Yeah. Right. Crazy. And, and it's just like, it's, it's one of those things where I tell my clients, like, this is kind of like a trust fall because yeah. I'm sure you can relate to this is that all the messaging out there is less, yes. less of this. Yes. Yes. Low carb, low yes. sugar, low yes. this, clean. Avoid this. Yep. So athletes don't realize that, or we're all hearing less, but like yep. you actually need like a lot more. More, yes, yes, this is the, <laughs> right the average person. Yes, exactly. Yes. So that's like a very big barrier. Yeah, I feel like I see in a lot of people too. Yeah, yeah, and that's interesting too because I mean, I've talked to some other dietitians who have worked in, and even like I've I work with some doctors, um. And like, they come from the clinical side of things, which you've experienced where they're treating diseases and they're treating the average American. How has like working through that mental shift, even for you personally, how has that been to shift from like, okay, we're talking about average Americans who aren't very active versus an athlete who is just, I mean, it's just night and day compared to what their nutritional needs are. Yeah. I mean, I think it was probably pretty easy because Um, because I'm an athlete and I just like, just through my like own practices of just like knowing how much I need, of course, we're all very different, but you know, it at least gives me like that frame compared to what I would see like in clinical. Um, I mean, also my clinical patients were pretty sick, um, because we did serve like a lot of low income population. So like, I felt like it was like, night and day, but I will say like coming from that clinical background, like my counseling skills and my ability to take like high level information yeah, and break it down to yeah. someone who has no background on this, no training yeah. in it. It was, I think I didn't see it at the time, but now upon reflecting, yeah, um, that was probably one of the greatest skills I think. Yeah. Yeah. because when I started there, I was like, Oh my God, I have to teach at a fifth grade level. <laughs> yep. Yep. How do I even do that? Yep. So I think, I think that was one of like the largest That's takeaways, cool. but it's also nice. So if I do have somebody who does have medical issues yeah. going on and they're trying to live an active yes. lifestyle that like, I feel, you know, confident in being yeah. like, okay, like this isn't all brand yes. new to me. And like, I know how to navigate this and I know where to delegate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You have this going on. That's not my expertise, but like, here are some really great people. So I think, I think that's also been a helpful kind of tool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I think it's just so interesting how so our culture tells us like, this is, you need less, you need less. Yeah. It's all less, right? Like cut things out. And then as athletes, we're just completely different. Our needs are so much different and so much greater. Mm-hmm. And I think the mental block there for most people is one of the most challenging to like overcome. Like, yeah. Yeah. Especially I'm finding lately, like with micronutrients, yes. right? Everybody's yes. so focused on macros yes. and I was like, yes, but also yes, those are important, but like as an athlete, yes, these are yes. also your micronutrient needs are also a lot yeah. higher. 
And like, if you eat the same lunch every, every day, day, yes. You know, so that's a lot of, which I know a lot of that is done from the place of like, oh, but it's easy for me. Yeah. And that's really convenient. Yeah. 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 So working on those shifts, I'm like, totally. all right, one different grain to have at lunch. Yes. Yes. You know, just pick something different. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I do that with like fruits and vegetables. I'm like, choose something you haven't bought in like three weeks exactly, um, <laughs> and just do something different each week. Yeah. Yep. Or shop seasonally. That helps. I think for a lot of people too, to realize like, oh yeah, fruits and vegetables in season. That's great. Yeah. I know. I just, my CSA just started back up and I was like, oh boy. It's, it's about to be vegetable overloaded. Yes. <laughs> so good. Oh, that's how I feel right now with all like the berries and stuff coming out. I'm like, oh, yes, my heart is happy. Bad season. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, kind of like, so you studied, I would assume you studied nutrition in undergrad when you were in college. Okay, cool. Yep. Kind of what, you know, tell me a little bit about your transition though, from like athlete to nutritionist, because I know you've mentioned, um, mm-hmm you know, like you were in athletics for a long time as a kid. And that was even ingrained, like, as you went into school for nutrition, you felt confident, but kind of tell me like that transition. (laughs) Yes. Shifting your brain from athlete to now dietitian and nutritionist. How did that kind of happen for you? Yeah. Um, honestly, I see my brain, I see it as one brain. Yeah. I I love it. I'm, I'm always, thinking like it's so I mean it's good but it's bad but like (laughs) today on my swim I was like thinking about I was like oh so-and-so asked me about like how we could make a low FODMAP green bowl yeah and I'm like trying like thinking about things when I'm swimming you know what I mean or I try a new gel and I'm like oh so-and-so would love this I have to yes um (laughs) so but like as an athlete growing up like you know, I consider myself, unfortunately to say that's like lucky, like I never really yeah. had any struggles with nutrition, awesome. um, body image, anything like yeah. that. I mean, maybe some minor stuff like in yeah. puberty, but like <laughs> who doesn't have like some body yes, image for sure. Puberty? Um, you know, do I wish I had more nutrition education as an athlete in my younger years? Probably we could all yeah. benefit. Oh, of it. course. Of course. Yeah. So I never really like, you know, my, to me, like being an athlete and nutrition to start were very separate for me. Um, nutrition I got into because I wanted, I knew I wanted to help people. Yeah. Um, and help them live better lives. That's awesome. Some way. Yeah. And, uh, I actually started as a phys ed major because okay, I cool. love oh, yeah. sports and like moving. And then I was yeah. like, and I don't think this is the thing for me. Yeah. I took a nutrition like elective and I was like, this, this is, is it. it. Yeah. So that's when I switched. Yeah. I got my bachelor's of science in dietetics and nutrition. Okay. So like, you know, that focus was on like, oh, I can like help people and work in a yeah. hospital and I don't have to touch them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> Right. And then like the athletics were on the side, but then kind of, you know, as I grew uh-huh. into the endurance sports, the longer, you know, I've done a 50 miler, I've Dang. done like 15, 16 marathons, yeah. like 15 half Ironmans, like That's amazing. four and a half miles. Basically if my friends were like, does anyone want to do this? Like swim across <laughs> the Chesapeake Bay? And we're like, sure. Um, so like, as I got more into it and racing a lot yeah. and seeing how, important like I said earlier yeah. the feeling is for yeah. like they kind of it was like this perfect yes. little merge yes of like oh wait like I can do this and help people like yeah. maybe like you know like this is my calling and I yeah. just 
That's awesome. <laughs> <In my> late twenties. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. So did you get your RD like straight after undergrad or did you wait for a little bit? You did. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, so I did what was, I think they changed the name. It was the coordinated program in dietetics. So okay. basically my senior, my junior and senior years, my, there's someone probably outside the chance. <laughs> loves I love it. everything. Um, so basically I did my, um, internship hour okay. with coursework. Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Brilliant. So when I told people that I did my first Ironman the last year of my coordinated program, they're like, you are insane. <laughs> <laughs> but since I transferred, I base I also had to start all over. So it okay. did take me six years to get my okay. undergrad degree because fair. the chemistry sequence through made me a freshman yeah. again yeah because um, there's so much chemistry with a degree but like basically it's just like I'm in it like I'm committed yeah. um so I always like make that joke about like Tommy boy <laughs> a lot of people go to school for seven years yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Yep. um so I was ready to get my RD and just yes. like start working so, yeah. um, and be done with it so that's why grad school like came later okay. um and it's not till 2024, I think, that dietitians will be required okay. to have a master's degree. But I was like, I want this for like myself. Yeah, you know? yeah, so. yeah, totally, totally. Uh, that's great. You know, also, I have to ask because yeah. I'm an athlete and an entrepreneur. How do you balance training and work? Yes. Ah, uh, great question. So um, I will say this is. I mean, there are a few reasons I retired from Ironman. Yeah. Um, part of it, it was to make more space yeah. for a business and, yeah. and doing more of these things. Um, so that helps not yeah. training like yeah. 16 to 23 hours yep. a week. Yep. Um, <laughs> that helps Part-time job. Yes. Right. Basically. Um, that being said, I still, I still train, um, quite a bit, but it's taken some learning, but I've learned that mornings are yeah. my time. Yeah. yeah. Um, still get up early, but try to do my workouts all in the morning. Yeah. Because if I save them for later in the day, I just get lost in the computer yeah. too late. Um, and a lot of my clients prefer like late afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Slots. So I try to, at first I was like, oh, you got to be online at 8 a.m. Because, yeah. Yeah. you know, you're working. And then I would have like, I'd be online like eight to seven. Oh seven my gosh. So I started to structure my days, created a structure where I try not to start work before yeah. 10 a.m. Eastern, knowing I love that it. I'll work later in the yeah. day. Yeah. And that works out really well for That's me awesome. because then I get up and I'm like, okay, these are my swim days. This is my run day. Yeah. Like occasionally I'll do like a midday workout. Yeah. Um, but that's been a very good way for me to find that balance and yeah. just be like, this is my time, get yep. up, work out, walk the dog. Yeah. And I log in. Um, so that's been super helpful. I schedule it in. Yeah. You know, it's good. But it, it's also do. been ingrained, you know? Yeah. In oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like, you don't even think about it. You're like, Oh, I do this. This is just life. Yeah. Right. Like I made it to the pool Tuesday morning and I got to the pool. I was like, I didn't even make coffee. <laughs> I like was just like on autopilot. Cause yes. I, I saved my coffee for after, after my nice workout. nice I've been working on my cortisol so oh nice yep. coffee after 9 a.m with lots of food and liquid in the belly yep. first so helps. that helps I got I got out of the pool and I was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that's 
that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so good. So, you know, I know a lot of people listening in are runners, endurance athletes. They're trying to learn, you know, fueling properly. Um, what would be a piece of advice you would give to them? Um, or words of wisdom. Oh, one of my former clients jokes, and she says, whenever I'm thinking about a food choice, I always think about WWSD. What would Stevie do? <laughs> and the answer is, yes. Yes. the answer is usually oh. to eat. If you're thinking if you should eat, the answer eat. is probably yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> so true. I don't know if people find that helpful, but no, I'll give a more like helpful, actionable piece of <laughs> advice too. <laughs> um, my biggest piece of advice would be to like, please fuel your workouts. Yeah. Yeah. Find what works for you. Start small. Yep. You know what I mean? Don't, don't start with the end in mind, right? Yep. Like, you know, if you're not used to eating and you're like, but I have to eat that many grams of, you know, all the dietitians who post yep. like, the infographics and such yep. and like, which is great. It's not something but, I personally do, yes. but it can be intimidating. It can where, be like, totally. If you're not used to eating and like, maybe you have some disordered eating thoughts. So you're yep. recovering from an eating disorder and like, yep. that's not helpful for you. It's it can be not triggering. at all. You don't have no. to, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. Nope. You don't have to conquer it start small. Yep. Like some people were just starting with like 10 grams of carbs, yep. Like, yep. you know, and then build up from there. Totally. So, totally. and just, like I said, try what works for you. Yeah. Just like one gel is awful. It doesn't mean all gels are awful. Yes. Yes. One, you know, you know, everyone talks about fructose chance yep. also has feelings and it's just like, <laughs> is it the fructose in the sports drink or do, yeah. you, or do you just not train with it? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's the thing too. Like I tell a lot of runners, I'm like, you're going to have times on the course where you, you need fluids and you just need whatever the course has. So it's good to train with whatever they have, even if it's Powerade or Gatorade or something you're not used to training with, it's yep. good to train with it. I mean, that's what, that's what I did when I got my OTQ is I trained with what was on the course. I, every single long run, every single workout I had Powerade and it's like, this is not what I normally use, but this is what the course is going to have. And I want my body to be familiar with it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, <laughs> people freak out when I tell them this, I actually used to train with warm Gatorade endurance. Dang. Nice. People are that, like, I oh, mean, I'm going to freeze my bottles and leave in transition. I'm like, <laughs> I just trained with it warm. Yep. And if I knew, like when I did Ironman Texas, like I uh -huh. knew it was going to be warmer than I was used to. Yeah. Uh, end of April. Literally, I was like getting ready to race, and my mom was like, "It's snowing here in Buffalo." It's like April twenty. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I'm like, "It's gonna be eighty five on race day." Yeah. So it's like yep. no action. So I that whole like last like big training block, I trained with an extra half bottle of Gatorade. Same. You know, just because I knew yep. I would need more fluids yep. on yep. my yep. usual race day plan. So just like getting used to how it's going to be yeah yeah and like you said the big thing with the sports drink i have people who are training for iron man and i like kind of have like a sit down and be like you got to be able to work some gatorade in yeah. because you drop a bottle on course oh my gosh what do you, you can't you can't rely on that <laughs> you have to like no yeah. like their accidents happen yeah and it's just exactly. like let your body adjust and the more it trains with it the more it'll it'll do its thing yeah. Right. That's why I'm happy to say I've been able now that I'm retired, <laughs> I 
I don't have to drink Gatorade. <laughs> You're like, yes. I didn't love it, but yeah, you know, got done, right? Yes, yes. You you drink scratch a lot, right? Oh yeah, I'm a total oh, scratch convert. Me too. I love scratch. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Oh, so good. I've been using the super fuel for my long swim. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Also, I can't fathom a 10K swim. I'm like, I would literally drown and die. <laughs> Um, that makes two of us. Cause I was like, <laughs> I'm getting up to like 20 K 20,000 yards a week. Yeah. Which like for actual swimmers is like, oh yeah. Like people who swam collegiately yeah. Yeah. But for like convert swimmers. It's like, Ooh. so we'll see how it goes. I, <laughs> I swam with my girlfriend, Natalie, she's also a sports dietitian. And I was like, okay. remind me about this. If yes. I yes. <laughs> you know? It's just that swimming takes so much time. You gotta it drive does. To school, change. Yeah. Do the whole yep. song and dance. So. Yep. You can't just throw on your shoes and head out the door. Exactly. Which is so nice. I'm not gonna lie. I love that part. <laughs> I know. I miss my morning runs too. Oh, uh, yes. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Um, okay. So the last question I always ask everyone because we're foodies. Um, what's your favorite fuel or like food in general? And then also post-race, because I feel like sometimes that varies. Okay, so I love pizza. Oh, yes. Who doesn't love pizza? Who doesn't love pizza? And it's a uh, great endurance athlete fuel. Let's be honest. It is. And it sparks joy. Okay. It does. Uh, so always pizza. Oh, post-race. I mean, it really depends where I'm racing. Yeah. Um, but I do love some nachos. Like, Ooh, nice. Nice. You know, you get the salty, the yes. cheesy, the crunchy. Yes all the good stuff. Yes. Probably a margarita or two is oh, nice. Yep. So I love it. I'm going with the big plate of nachos. I love that. That's awesome. I'm a big brunch person because I like the sweet and savory too. Like you got to have the salt and like the eggs and bacon, and then you got to have like some pancakes or waffles or something, you know, you got to oh, yeah, mix sure. them for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Chocolate chip pancakes. There's Ooh, yum. Yum. <laughs> I love it. I always love talking to other like sports dietitians who, <laughs> when you actually listen to what we eat, people are like, really? And you're like, yes, <laughs> yes. yes. Give me all. Oh, yes. hundred percent. Uh, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Stevie. It was great chatting with you today. Um, also great to get to know you a little bit more. Um, and for those of you listening in, you can follow her. Um, what's say your Instagram handle and your website as well. Yes. So my Instagram handle is at Stevie Linlin, L-Y-N, L-Y-N. Um, and you must love my dog. <laughs> been barking in the background. Um, he is the star of my Instagram account, but I do love share it. adventures and some nutrition stuff. But if you want to learn more about me and my business and my new group coaching program for Jack, yeah. Yeah. You can go to stevielinrd.com um, and you can read more about it there. That's awesome. And your, when does your triathlete nutrition program start? It's going to start in mid-July. Okay. Um, but we, there will be more rounds after. Okay. It too. Cool. 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 Yeah. So thanks again, Stevie. So great to have you follow along with her friends. She's awesome. Um, but enjoy the rest of your day and we'll chat soon. Yeah. Thanks so much.
Thanks again for tuning in today on Fueled to Thrive. It's always great to have you listening in. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Stevie today. And you learned a few things. Uh, One being like, eat. If you feel like you should eat, you should probably eat. (laughs) Uh, Love that piece of advice. But also love the reminder to increase your micronutrients as well because those vitamins and minerals play a huge part in our performance and our overall well-being. If you are interested in learning more from Stevie, you can head to her site, stevielinrd.com to follow her and learn more about what she's doing. And if you didn't hear, her group program is also launching this July, specifically fueling for triathletes. So if you are interested in learning more, head there. I hope you enjoyed today's show and conversation, and I can't wait for next week.